Oh yeah, oh yeah. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, word was God, is God, none above God, man I love God, he was tempted above measure but yet without sin, so the son of man is unflawed, Godhead manifested in the flesh, gave life through your undeserving death, heavy load took the stress from my chest, anything that wasn't right he told it move to the left. I was wretched, never thought that you would want me Then I realized in your image you have made me Then I found out you are living and you love me You resonated and you're dying, you have saved me Living water medication, light of my world, rock of my salvation I can call in advance, I ain't talking reservations Found out you're a rock, you're a sure foundation Never promise that you won't cry, but promise me that I won't die I stay low in the presence of the most high And that is the very reason why I love your word it's only through you I live, move, and have my being. I love your word through the blood of the Lamb, word of my testimony. I love your word. Have I hidden mine heart that I might not sin against thee? I love your word, word, word. Yeah, I love your word. Full armor of God, praying with my sword. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord We are more than a conqueror victorious in war Full of armor of God, praying with my sword I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord We are more than a conqueror victorious in war Cause the weapons of our warfare are not carnal But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds Casting down imaginations and every high thing against God knowledge We go hard for J-E-S-U-S Crucified with Christ so I live the rest Of my life by the faith of the Son of man, let me break it down so you can understand. We are new creatures, don't live in the past. We give him the praise, we don't do this for cash. Renew our minds so our flesh we don't cast. We fast and we pray so we stay and we last. You never promised that I won't cry, but he promised that I won't die. I stay low cause I'm in the presence of the most high. And that is the very reason why. I love your word. It's only through you I live, move, and have my being. I love your word. Through the blood of the Lamb, word of my testimony. I love your word. Have I hidden mine heart that I might not sin against thee? I love your word. 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 Yeah. I love your word. It's only through you I live, move, and have my being. I love your word. Through the blood of the Lamb, word of my testimony. I love your word. Have I hidden mine heart that I might not sin against thee? I love your word. 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 Yeah. I love your word. Nothing on earth can compare to you. My love and my heart I do share with you. The moral of the story is you can cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. You never promised that I won't cry, but you promised that I won't die. I stay low because I'm in the presence of the most high. And that is the very reason why I love your word. God bless you. This is Apostle Anthony Wilson. And today on Love Thy Neighbor, we're going to talk about churches and the social distancing and attendance restrictions. So many churches across the country are struggling with what is the right thing to do. 
Some of them have gone forward and had total, complete, full services, totally ignoring the bands. Some other churches have abandoned their pulpits to just do online services from home or from a remote location. Some churches have followed the strict guidelines and kept the doors of the church open. What's right? What's wrong? We're going to talk about that today on Love Thy Neighbor. Welcome back to Love Thy Neighbor's Apostle Anthony Wilson. We are going to dive into this subject, but first we're going to listen to um, a news report of a church that has outright just said we're going to violate uh, the stay-at-home order and violate the limitations and the bans on certain numbers of people and the ramifications and the difficulty that it puts on law enforcement and the health risks that it could cause. And so listen in to this clip really quick and we'll be right back. church in Bedford is refusing to follow the governor's orders to close and local police are in a pinch unsure whether or not they can or should file charges. We got this picture of Bible Truth Tabernacle Church in Bedford. You can see the parking lot was packed yesterday with cars of churchgoers despite requests by state, federal and global health officials to stay at home, avoid contact with others and not be in groups of 10 or more people. The police chief says his department is aware of the issue and has talked with the pastor about the safety hazards of still holding church services. Breaking that 10-person rule is a class one misdemeanor, but law enforcement say it's tough balancing that order with the protections provided in the Constitution. We're trying to balance all of that because we can't go and put chains on the doors of a church. So it's a matter of finding a balance and trying to solve the problem. Local police are talking with the Commonwealth's attorney to see if or how they should file any charges. They're also talking with church leaders about the situation. So my question is, what do we do? What does that pastor do if someone gets sick? Uh, Yes, maybe he's willing to um, have a misdemeanor violation and it's not a big deal to him. And um, maybe he believes that the police will never chain the doors of a church or really attack the church in that way. But what if someone gets sick? What if someone dies? God, God, God forbid. What if multiple people walk away and it becomes a area of an outbreak because of these things? What if everybody's wrong and God covers them and protects them and watches over them and they have service and nothing ever happens to them? There are a lot of questions and there are a lot of things that are thrown up in the air and we we don't know what to do in these times and I think we have to be so prayerful and so spirit led but we also have to be careful and what I mean by careful is that it does set a precedent it does set an example uh, I was talking uh, with a group of leaders and and uh, one of our leaders uh, mentioned that uh, he feels like it's, ir- it's irresponsible to put people at risk uh, to be in large groups when the church doesn't need to be. Um, you can either be at home and not have anybody in the building, or you can have uh, 10 people or less gathering with uh, no risk of outbreak, no risk of, of people contaminating all kinds of people. And, and, and it's interesting because you can do this and be very strict about it. 
Um, I had to turn somebody away this weekend and said, hey, we can only have this amount. Maybe next weekend with a different structure, different order of service, you can be involved. But we had to turn people away because we want to adhere strictly to what is being asked of us because we want the church to go on. We want the doors of the old, the church to stay open, as the old folks used to say. So it's interesting that this debate um, uh, almost turns into a theological debate. Uh, maybe you don't have enough faith or maybe you trust in man too much or, or why are we not obeying what the scripture says about uh, the governing authorities? And we'll talk about that a little bit later after I let you listen to another clip. Um, this next clip um, is an interview on Channel 9 News uh, specifically about what's going on here in Colorado. There are some interesting developments here in Colorado where I live, and I want to just take a listen in to Channel 9 News and see what the legal ramifications really are. To slow the spread of COVID-19, there are restrictions on how many people can gather and where, and these guidelines have made it hard for people who attend Sunday service church. Uh, in Florida, the pastor of a megachurch was actually arrested for violating local orders. MSU professor and our legal analyst, Whitney Trailer joins us this morning to talk about the legal ramifications of churches essentially ignoring social distancing orders. Good morning, Whitney. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Nice to Good. see you. So my first question is in regards to what happened in Florida. Could we see similar arrest here in Colorado? Well, it's an interesting question, and it is possible that we will see arrests. I mean, Governor Polis, I think he's done a good job of rolling uh, the executive order out, and he's trying to be as uh, sort of as least restrictive as possible. So he's he's trying not to impose uh, these these you know tight restrictions. And in fact, the first executive order didn't even mention criminal penalties if folks didn't stay at home. And he was saying, look, and you know, he left it up to the local authorities to determine how to enforce it and what that enforcement would look like. Now, after that order was issued, the church, uh, some churches in Colorado Springs started pushing back, arguing First Amendment rights. And so the governor actually amended it, saying that, yes, you could hold church services. So it's possible, um, uh, the, the, it's probable that there will not be uh, criminal you know, violations, but he has left it up to the local authorities in terms of how they'll enforce this uh, executive order. What legal ramifications are the churches relying on when they're holding these services in possible violation of the law? Well, and it's, a, you know, you hear a lot about these civil liberties and they're arguing uh, primarily under the First Amendment, um, the free exercise clause, that aspect of the um, freedom of religion. And they're saying it's our free exercise of our practice to congregate on these specific days. They're also arguing under the First Amendment, the freedom of assembly, saying, hey, we have this right to assemble. And that's true. But unlike or like all of the um, the amendments, there's there's exceptions, no amendment is absolute. And so under these exceptional circumstances, the, the state does have police power to maintain the health and, and safety of the public in general. And so um, we will see and have seen um, litigation already, and, and I'm sure for years to come through appeals and, and what have you, we're going to see um, a lot of these issues come up. Whitney, my last question, and we're running out of time. Um, you know, these are unusual times. Is there a precedent for this kind of situation? 
There's not. Well, there is precedent, but the the level that we're seeing this sort of stay at home order and the breadth of it and the scope we haven't seen. And so a lot of these cases dealing with this kind of police power are uh, older cases. And so this is a really exceptional time. So it will be litigious and and, uh, it'll be up to the courts and, and probably ultimately the Supreme Court to decide some of these issues that are going on around the country. Services online has been a challenge for religious leaders everywhere. KCTV 5 Savannah Rudersell is telling us about some everyday heroes who are trying to offer support while protecting churchgoers by encouraging them to stay home. Uh, Savannah, this has been a big discussion during Holy Week, and as we just brought to you, a lot of controversy surrounding it. Joe, absolutely. And it's not just leaders. A lot of the churchgoers want to go as well. The latest survey showed in Kansas, nearly a third of people would still go to church if they were offering in-person services. That's why Governor Laura Kelly is fighting so hard to make sure that religious gatherings are limited to about 10 people this weekend. Now, leaders at the Church of the Resurrection here in Leewood tell me they agree with that order because they would hate to risk anybody getting sick under their roof. There's a lot of leaders out there trying to balance tradition with safety of their members. Now, they say um, that holding online services is a little bit difficult. For a lot of pastors, that looks like them preaching to an empty sanctuary, something they've never done before. However, it is a chance to actually reach more people than they would have otherwise. I feel like it's moved people to want to be in church, and even though they can't physically be in church, they can they can participate. And the church has never been about a building. It's always been about people and a community. And Online services can actually grow the church. Just for an example, Church of the Resurrection has about 20,000 members. But this last Palm Sunday, this weekend, they had 30,000 people viewing their videos online. And coming up here in the next half hour, we'll tell you about another place out in Lee Summit who is doing their best to make sure they are connecting with their community beyond their doors. So, wow, those clips really bring up some very important questions. What is the right thing to do? Should we close all the doors of the churches and abandon the pulpits and just do online services from home? That's an option. And I don't think anything's wrong with that option. Should we continue to have church services with the people who would like to come, no matter how many people show up? Hundreds, maybe thousands. Parking lots filled, pews and Uh, Chairs filled to capacity uh, in a time where there is a global virus, a global pandemic that is taking lives and infecting people and hospitalizing people. You know, over two billion, over two million, sorry, two million people contracted the virus. Uh, Thousands and thousands have died and uh, people are recovering, but also Uh, There are people that are hospitalized and we don't know if they're going to recover. I know people personally who have loved ones that have been lost to the virus and other loved ones that are fighting for their life right now. As a pastor, what do I do? Well, I believe that scripture is clear that we are to honor uh, the laws of the land, that the things that God has put in place God put that in place. Um, Romans chapter 13 says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. 
Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. But pastor, I understand that. But what about things that are stopping us from doing what God has called us to do? Well, this particular um, order does not stop us from preaching the gospel. Some people would say what Peter said in Acts chapter 5 and verse 29. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Uh, For the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on the tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be the prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom has given us to those who obey. God has given to those who obey. In other words, Peter says, this is what we're called to do. What about the crowd that says, this is what we're called to do. We're we're called to do this. And so we're going to obey God rather than man. And then the other side of the, uh, of the fence says, well, we have to obey the ordinances. We have to obey the governing uh, uh, ordinances that have been put in place. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. But there's no authority except that which God has put in place. Which is right? Which is wrong? Well, in all actuality, the order that is put in place does not stop us from preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. The order that is put in place does not even stop the churches from gathering. The order that is put in place is to limit the spread of a deadly virus. And this order allows for churches to gather, but under certain restrictions. I believe that this exposes some of our fear and some of our rebelliousness. Some people say, you know what? I think it's wrong that anybody should go to the church because doesn't that jeopardize people's lives? Well, the order gives the allowance for 10 people or less with the availability of six feet social distancing. If you are following that, then you should be fine because guess what? You're going to the grocery store and you have to follow the same order. You go to Walmart, you have to follow the same order. You go to the gas station, you have to follow the same order. Anywhere you go, you go to work and you have to follow the same orders. And so it tells us that some people believe that my job is more important than my soul. That me going into a job and risking my life is okay. Me going to my church And possibly uh, contracting a virus is just as low (laughs) uh, as me going to work and contracting it. The level of risk is the same, but I'll risk it for money, but I won't risk it for connection. I won't risk it uh, to serve others because at our church, the only people that come is our praise team. And our tech support, we usually have maybe from five to eight people at the most because we want the church to be able to stay open. We want the opportunity for people to enjoy a Sunday service 
even though you're at home in your living room. We want you to feel like you're at the church house. We don't want it to be dry. We don't want it to be lifeless. We want it to be energetic. We want you to feel the fire of worship. We want you to want to jump through that screen and join us because the power of God is moving. With eight people, there were folks that called in and said, Pastor, how many people did you have at the church? I said, we had eight people. Wow, it seemed like there was a whole room full of people. You know why? Because the angels joined into the worship. The angels began to worship with us. And, and as the power of God began to move, it felt like everybody was at the church. It felt like we were all connected. It felt like we were all there celebrating the power and the glory of God. And so here's my thoughts. Because this particular rule is not violating any of our beliefs, it is a righteous rule. So there's no reason for us to ignore it or violate it. Those that want to stay home completely, they have the right to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. They're still adhering to the rule. But those of us that feel the need to violate this rule, I pray that this this does not come back to haunt the church. I pray that it doesn't cause ill will. It doesn't cause precedents to be set that one day can be used against the body of Christ in a crisis. And so my prayer is for the churches and the leaders, stay home, follow the guidelines. Let's get through this because when it's time, the doors of the church are going to be overrun because the church is growing even in the midst of a crisis. And so thank you for listening today. Um, Send me your feedback. What's your opinion? What do you think? Should the churches be completely closed? Should they follow uh, the guidelines? Or should they be completely open and free from any uh, legal ramifications? I want to hear from you. Please reach out to me uh, at Love Thy Neighbor. Message me or message me on Facebook. Apostle Anthony Wilson Ministries, uh, Daily Motivation, or just on my uh, personal Facebook. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think. God bless you. And remember, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Father, I thank you for those that are listening. I ask that you bless them, keep them safe, encourage them, inspire them, educate them, grow them. God, so that they can be effective believers in this time of crisis. I pray that the church would grow and increase even in the middle of crisis. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.